Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains Travel Podcast with me, Chris. And today we welcome back Raj to have a hat-trick of him coming on about his three-and-a-half-month trip to the Middle East. Today we're talking about Egypt, really, really fascinating stuff. And we talk a bit about the security of the, the area, how gorgeous the landscape is. But with no further ado, let's get right into the interview. So hello, Raj. Thank you so much for coming onto the show to complete the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Really enjoyed the last few ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. we we could probably do many podcasts on your three and a half yeah, months spent sure. at least. Sure but... we could. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk about Egypt today, then. Yes, we are. Yeah, great, great, really great place. Fascinating country. So, what was your overall views then? So overall, it's. Um... This was, even though I was going to Israel and Palestine, this was the one on the on my trip. I, this was the one I was a little bit more nervous about because I mean Egypt's had its had its troubles in the last decade or so. Yeah, uh, revolution in two thousand eleven, uh, various various revolutions since then as well. Um, the military going out of power, uh, extremist Islamic government coming in and the military coming back into power and there's a lot of protests and shootings along the way as well so I was I was nervous about about going into here as well because I know a lot of the part parts of the country are very unstable yeah rightfully yeah. so as well yeah yeah very 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 much so so my um my first impressions is i crossed into the sinai peninsula like uh, uh israel's southern border and so this part of egypt is actually still in in uh, this is in asia technically the rest of egypt's in africa mm. but uh when I arrived in Sinai uh, across the border, and this was like this part of the trip I hadn't planned for. It was just something a couple of friends I'd uh, made in Jerusalem had said that Sinai was really cool. But um, I mean, contrary to all the opposite that I'd heard, uh, I had some, you know, I had some crazy stories coming out of Sinai around the time I was there. But I heard basically the the northern mountains was held by the Islamic State fighting by fighting the Egyptian military. Uh, further in the mountains as well, there's rogue Bedouin tribes who might not take too kindly to foreigners, and there was military everywhere. So, yeah, as you can, you know, the hairs at the back of my neck were standing up a bit when yeah, I arrived. Geez. So, but um, it's a. I mean, the border. The border is just. I mean, it's it's a picturesque place, though. It's like clear blue waters and really jagged mountains just coming straight out. And um, we hired it. We hired. Well, we didn't hire the car. We got a taxi to. Um, we were staying in a town called Dahab, which is sort of southern Sinai. It just pokes out of out of the mountains. Uh, the drive there was about sort of two two and a half hours, and um, it was the weirdest drive I've ever seen. The, never didn't see a soul on the road except from military tanks and just abandoned hotels all across all through the two-hour drive wow yeah it looked like something out of like a post-apocalyptic world it was just because i mean you know like i say 15 years ago egypt was a booming tourist destination sinai shot places like sharm el sheikh and sinai were getting loads of tourists but since the revolution no one's come back and the, the towns are just empty I think only recently I saw in the news that they will. Um, there was a a, a flight a company were going to start doing flights from the UK to Egypt again, which is yeah. a 
interesting to see that it's starting to perhaps pick up yeah may yeah i think it'll pick up actually when i was there uh, a few weeks later uh, there um there was a stopping of flights to egypt because of a terrorist threat while i was in cairo actually and um and they were stopped for quite quite a few days but we'll we'll get on to that i experienced a lot of egypt's troubles uh further along down the line <laughs> i'm but... interested to find out yeah but um yeah i mean as i said that this it was it was scary getting there not scary but you know it was nervous getting there and mainly because the driver kept sort of uh driving the car with his knees while he was rolling a joint while he was driving down these mountain roads <laughs> so that didn't what? sort of you know I, I wasn't sure if the military would stop us or we'd get crashed in the car but we, we made it to sinai <laughs> <laughs> we made it to Dahab, yeah. And Dahab is this really, really cool little town. It's like it's out of the 70s or something. It's a really cool hippie town. But um and what what I really, really, really liked about this place is that um is that there's we like me and my five other traveling companions, we were the only foreigners there. The rest of it were just young Egyptian people who were coming out to party. Wow. Yeah, they they and it, that was like that was really nice as well because that we was like we were hanging out with like Egyptian people who were our age and most of them spoke really good English and like some really really great guys that I met out there actually really immersing yourself in the culture there yeah yeah and it was just like every every night on the roof like I mean like what what I really noticed it in Egypt as well and what like you know what I really like about Arabic culture is how like everyone seems to know each other even though they've never met you see these people young people they all start talking and everyone it's like a party all of a sudden all these people and you're like do you guys know each other because a lot of them were from Cairo and they're like oh no we just met but they're talking like you know they've grown up together yeah that's a really affectionate attitude towards yeah. towards other people yeah it's, it's really nice everyone there in Dahab is really like nice relaxed like surfer people <laughs> yeah, straight out of Byron Bay in Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You would, you would think so. You would really think so. Everyone's there. They've got long hair. So how long were you staying? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Yeah, oh, I was just, I was just going to ask, how long were you staying there for then? Uh, only five days. Five days of that. That was like a five days in Dahab was a nice little, um, like it was a nice sort of break from the intenseness of Israel and Palestine. Mm. After I made. Dahab. Perfect. Yeah. So about so five days time? there. Uh, five, so yeah, five days there, drinking on the beach, like just generally like enjoying the a good time because uh, like sort of five days later, my traveling group, like we all split up. We all went our different ways. Some went back to Israel to get their flights. Some went to, one, one went to Cairo, kept on to Cairo. And um, I and another girl, we went to, uh, I went on to Jordan, which I've talked about in a previous episode. Yeah, you can go yeah. back and see the uh, previous episode on that. It's uh, yeah, quite check a good it one. Out, check it out. <laughs> um, so, but like, as I said, I hadn't originally planned to go to Sinai. Uh, it was just a plan that so it was just something that came out of the blue. But I had originally planned to visit visit Egypt later on in later on in my um, trip across the Middle East. So. Yeah. I had a flight which was already booked from Amman, uh, the capital of Jordan, for um, I think it was just the beginning of August. Yeah, the beginning of August I had it there. So about a month, a month after I left Sinai. But um, so I hitchhiked through Jordan. I spent a month over in Jordan and uh, I flew into Cairo. And around this time, 
around this time is where uh, there was a lot of uh, problems and there was a lot the security in Egypt was really on high alert because um, the former president and leader of an, uh, uh, an extreme Islamic uh, government had died in prison subject and there was questions whether there'd been human rights abuses Right. Okay. Uh, so, and this, this so my, uh, it was Mohammed Morsi who was the leader of the uh, Muslim Brotherhood, I believe. Yeah, it was the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, which, uh, uh, as I said, an extremist group, and they used the they used the call to prayer for to signal their attacks. And so, since Morsi had died in in suspicious conditions, the, the security getting through the airport, arriving at Cairo took a lot longer than usual getting out into Cairo what took a lot longer than I assume it usually would because they were really really on edge um so again there was that and we we uh I I was again on my own but my parents actually had decided to come out to meet me in Egypt after me being out for two months on the road so which was which was nice and they were planning to meet me a few a few days later so i yeah i arrived into cairo and uh just i had a few days by myself but um to explore the city and stuff but it was the just the first time like my parents had paid for a proper hotel that we were going to stay in so i just enjoyed that for the day oh, god yeah absolutely yeah after two months and like i'd been sleeping rough i'd been sleeping out in the desert i'd been sleeping in hostels on rooftops like to get that was amazing proper shower double-sized yeah. bed <laughs> <laughs> it was oh god i can't i can't tell you how great that really was after two months yeah. and i just spent the evening so the hotel was in giza so like cairo is a massive city i believe it's the the third biggest in africa so like giza is a provenance of cairo and it's still about two hours drive away from the airport it's it's really big but it's where the pyramids of course are the famous pyramids of the giza Absolutely. of giza and uh, the Great Sphinx as well. And um, so I had a nice hotel, like just at Giza, looking at the right of the Sphinx and the pyramids, which wow. was, which was like, that was just, yeah, that was a great, I had a great night's sleep that night what as well. What a way to wake up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. Like, I mean, Egypt is, Egypt as well, what, what's really cool about Egypt is, although a lot of it's a desert country, it's the Nile runs right through it. And so you have these really strange, areas where it's really green really lush vegetation and then the desert just hits all of a sudden and it just goes straight to sand yeah. and from the pyramids as well you can see the nile and you you see the pyramids and it just goes straight to da sand an endless endless desert jeez yeah that's pretty yeah. crazy isn't it I, 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 it's flashbacks for me back to I think my late primary school days. I, th I did a project on Egypt. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I could. I mean, I was, I was as well. I was having a history freak out over in Egypt. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so awesome. It's yeah. as well, like Cairo as well. Even if you're not like a history buff and you just like, you know, you love the action, you love the hustle and bustle. Cairo is a like, it's a great city. It, it, it feels like you're in India. Like you got to look every way you're going, otherwise you'll get hit by like a truck an old woman and a donkey all at the same time Jeez. yeah um but so the next day i went out into i decided to venture in, inside to cairo um in like really deep into the middle of the city um and it's yeah as i said it's it's great there's a metro there so you can um you can, it's quite easy to get around the city 
with the, with the metro it's all in it most of it's in english as well which is which is obviously always helpful yeah but um and yeah like i spent a lot of time i went visited the uh, one of the most one of the famous museums in Egypt, in cairo it's called the museum of islamic art and it was um it's just a history of islam because egypt for a very long time was almost the center of of education in the islamic world so it's you see islamic developments in science in maths uh chartings of the stars and things really advanced stuff for their time yeah and uh but uh as in anywhere in Egypt, you can't really escape the its troubled past. And actually, a lot of the artifacts it said had to be restored after an explosion uh, for a few years prior, which had blown oh, up massive wing of the of the of the museum. And I believe the same happened in the Egyptian museum as well, where a lot of the prehistoric artifacts are not prehistoric. So there's, the there's some stuff going on. <laughs> Yeah, where so you know, not even a museum is safe uh, in the last few years, but um, and then yeah, I I like I say, I walked around Cairo. It's great. You just you know you get lost in the maze of the markets and there's stall uh, stalls selling all sorts of meats, rugs, carpets, uh, really nice food as well. Just on the side of on the side of the alleyways, and um, but I. I sort of ended up getting lost and as I said Cairo is a big city and uh, I did get lost in I think yeah basically they were the slums of Cairo they looked it was it, they there are areas where people have to live where I, I believe they were the Christian areas where like they just dump all of the city's rubbish in these neighborhoods oh, and so like a lot of the a lot of them are quite obviously poor and there's disease and you know there's quite a few criminal gangs running around there as well and obviously I'm I'm a foreigner sort of stuck in these alleyways I'm like shit I can't get out I don't know which way I'm going yeah. and I'm really really starting to worry here because there are some dodgy looking people around but I think luckily by that point I mean my hair had grown really long I'd grown a really massive beard and I'd sort of I'd been constantly mistaken for Egyptian I think if I'd looked more out of place there I could have got robbed or something maybe very jealous yeah. of the beard by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, I'm, it I'm got, working on mine yeah it was it was great it was a great blending in tool it was a great blending in tool I'd um I had Egyptians come up to me and say your your English is really good because obviously they thought I was Egyptian oh, <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of negates one of my questions i had which was about security so when someone mentions markets like that i always think pickpocketing um mm. but but maybe maybe i did i mean did you feel did you feel that you were but because you were coming across looking like a local did it make you more safe do you think because obviously these uh, people did, target did tourists make me feel more secure yeah it did because because you know people don't second look you and actually you know when you're when you're traveling as well you know particularly in in places like this people look at tourists as walking money don't they yeah exactly so, walking pound coins and five pound notes so mm. to not have people look at you like that is is much is much much better and you get a bit more freedom to explore as well you can go down some alleys without people hassling you or anything yeah yeah so if you can get a good tan and, and grow a beard then uh, yeah. certainly do <laughs> it. women included <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a perfect. So, uh, so Cairo, you've had, you've stayed in a lovely hotel, looking at the pyramids. You've explored some of the markets. What else happened there? Um, I so the net uh, when my parents arrived, we did the sort of the tourist thing, and I and I would always recommend it. I, I would recommend it as well as you know, get a camel ride around the pyramids. Um, yeah, you, know, you, you go around different angles, and that you know it's. It's it's money, but it's it's worth it because they they're you know they're marvel marvel a real real some marvel. things are cliche for a reason. Yeah, exactly. You know they've been around longer than you know most things on the planet. <laughs> though you know they've uh, they've seen Napoleon walk past, they've seen Julius Caesar walk past, and they've you know they've withstood it all. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Great Sphinx as well, which is, well, I mean, I, I never knew this until fairly recently that the Great Sphinx was right there by the pyramids as well. I, I for some reason, thought it was further down in Luxor or something. Oh, right. Okay. It, it, yeah, no, it's right there at the pyramids of Giza. And if you can stay around the nighttime as well, they do a really awesome light show in different colors. They project it onto the, they, and they light up the pyramids in different colors and they tell oh, the wow. story of the, of the building of the pyramids. Oh, Wow. Yeah, that's, it, that, that's like that's like that's really cool, and they do it sort of. They they also do like another sort of brief history of Egypt, and they with Napoleon and Caesar coming into it. It's it, yeah, it's really nice light show. Wow, that's definitely worth checking out. Then yeah, really, really worth checking out. Really, like yeah, it's. I mean, it's the pyramids, isn't it? I mean, enough's yeah. been said about them, really. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping to see them at some point. Obviously, yeah. now's not the best time. I, I, but I mean, I know I've, I've sort of, I'll get this out the way, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get this story out the way as well, and then I'll go on to a safety. But um, sure. as, as the next, the, the we again, I spent another day in Cairo with my parents. We were wandering around in the around the markets and a place I'd been sort of the day before. And um, the the next day, as I as we were get, um, leaving and we were going to Luxor. Uh, there was an explosion in Cairo in that area, killing thirty people. Jeez. Yeah. Did, did you hear it? Isn't before. No, I, I. As I said, this was as I was leaving Cairo, so I believe I was just getting into Luxor when I got the news. Right. Okay. I was going to say it was. Yeah. Was it? Was it just as you were leaving? Like you, you know, you you had one leg in the taxi. Yeah. Or... <laughs> no, we. Yeah, got got to Luxor, got to my hotel, and then got the news notification that yeah, there'd been an explosion at a hospital. Uh, which was close to where we were where we were um and which i mean, is quite quite funny i say jesus as my <laughs> explanation <laughs> don't even think about it do you? <laughs> no yeah it was oh yeah it was yeah it was really it was really scary at the time and it's it's a really massive shame because i mean i've talked quite a lot about how egypt's had its troubles but it's mm. it is a country which needs the tourists to come back and it's it's the only way that will come with with stability and i think it is getting there egypt is getting there and what's you know what's good about going now is that the security is tight so they you know may unfortunately this time that they did they couldn't catch the the bombers but security is tight there are police on the street that yeah. It, it it feels it feels safe when you're walking around there's most there's metal detectors around as well but it's the the P, egypt and like the people there as well they you can tell they they need the tourists to come back because they they're losing so much money over yeah, i know 
and it's taking a massive, massive fall. As I said in Sinai as well, like you know, if you you know you guys looking for a cheap beach holiday, go to Sharm El Sheikh, go to Dahab. You can get cheap flights there from the UK, and it's really cheap out there, and it's some of the nicest beaches you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're, I mean, economies come and go, right? And their economy is taking quite a beating at the moment. But as far as Mass- you know, landscape that's going to say the same yeah. for thousands of years so. exactly and then th- as well i mean these sorts of these sorts of scenarios they they breed chaos and this is where you know groups like the muslim brotherhood and the islamic state can take hold they can take hold yeah. you know in the disruption as is what's happened in the sinai peninsula yeah yeah so you get into Luxor. How many how many days are we there for? I was there for I was there for I was in Luxor for five days, spending one one day going uh, to Aswan, uh, quite a bit further down the Nile. Uh, just spent a day trip there, which is uh, Aswan's nice. It's quite cool. It's home to uh, a lot of the Nubian population, which are sort of the ancient people of the Sahara Desert. So these people oh. spread across Sudan. I think some of them spread into Morocco, as far as Morocco and the Western Sahara as well. So oh, there's geez. a bit of a, there's a different feel to, feel there from the rest rest of Egypt because the rest of Egypt's quite Arabic, but Luxor feels very um, sorry Aswan feels very very Nubian. It feels very different as well. And there's uh, there's quite the impressive uh, dam there of Lake Nasser as well, which gave Egypt a lot of its like helped Egypt get uh, a lot of uh, like boosted its economy in the in the fifties and sixties when Colonel Nasser took over and they broke from Britain and France. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah they're really proud of that they're really proud of of the aswan dam actually it turned the, the nile into sort of the biggest man-made lake in the world with quite nice pristine waters which which you can't go swimming in because they're it's infested with crocodiles oh geez <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to look at from afar <laughs> yeah nice tape it nice yeah. for the nice for the gram yeah <laughs> perfect mm. Also in Aswan as well, there's this really nice uh, place called Philia Temple, which is this temple on the Nile, which it's just nice, serene there as well. Perfect. Perfect. So it's, it's, it's a well worthwhile day trip out then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's it, it's really cool as well. It's, it's, I mean, I, I've always had a fascination with the River Nile since I was young as well. And it's you can drive the way down it, and that that lead that has some pretty dramatic landscapes on it as well. It's like uh, you can just see the greenery from the Nile end and desert just continue just straight on for miles. And I'm look. I'm looking on my wall in my room of um. I've got about an A zero size map called Mountains of the Earth, yeah. and I can I can see in Egypt they've got they've got a couple of mountains marked out as well. I mean, is, is the I've never been. Is is the mountainscape quite quite dramatic too, or is it generally speaking where you are quite flat? Um, in or uh, in mainland Egypt, it's mostly quite flat, but in si- Sinai is completely mountain uh, like really mountainous, like Which almost kind all of the mentioned way. before. Yeah, that's that's why that's why it's so hard for um, the Egyptian army to take it back as well, because it's quite difficult terrain. And as I said, you know, Islamic insurgents are hiding in the mountains using guerrilla warfare tactics. So it's it's yeah. hard for them. And as well, there's also, as I said, the conflicting Bedouin tribes as well, who don't have much love for the Egyptian military. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so we're talking quite flat, green landscape, massive deserts. Only green near the Nile, only green near the Nile for about 100 meters either side, and then the rest is desert. Oh, wow, so that's Egypt, short. Yeah, so Egypt is only populated along the Nile. Really, there are a few cities in the desert, etc., but most of its population is concentrated along yeah. the Nile. I didn't realize it was only about 100 meters or so. I, I was thinking maybe, maybe no. half a kilometer yeah. maximum. No, no, literally a hundred, hundred odd meters. Like you know, maybe on the other side of the road, the desert, the, the desert will start. Jeez. Yeah, really, really dramatic, as I, as I say, and it's as well. That's it's quite nice because you drive through a lot of the little villages as well, and that's that's always nice to look at, like a little bit sort of out of time there. You, you forget mm. you're in the modern day. You see farmers and the, and their livestock using the River Nile for what it's what they've used for centuries. Yeah. It's great to escape and experience that unfamiliarity. Exactly. exactly. As well, like, uh, rural Egypt is a place I'd like to spend more time as well. Yeah. So we, we've spent the day trip uh, out to out to that uh, crocodile-infested lake. <laughs> <laughs> lake Nasser. What else are we doing in, in the region? Um, Lux- Luxor is where a lot of the old ancient temples are preserved as well. So there's the yeah. valley, the famous Valley of the Kings, which um, which has a lot of the tombs such as Ramsay the Ninth, uh, yes. a lot of the quite famous pharaohs who built who, some of them, some of whom built the pyramids. I believe, I'm not sure about that. I believe, but uh, there's also the fa- the tomb of Tutankhamun as well, which you have to pay extra to get into, and apparently it's not worth it. I I didn't do it. Apparently it's not worth it because all of the artifacts have been moved to the museum in Egypt, which is where very much uh, in Cairo, sorry, which is very much worth a visit. The uh, I think it's just called the Egypt Museum that has Tutankhamun's bust in it. Yeah, uh, I mean, we just in the previous episode to this, uh, I was uh, we had Angel on uh, and she was talking about uh, interrailing in Europe. And we both talked about not going into the Colosseum uh, for kind of a similar thing, similar reasons. Yeah. It's unless you're a history buff it's i don't think it's worth the money that they charge because it's true to carmoon they charge extra and and yeah it's just a you know if it's anything like the coliseum it's just barren i think uh, yeah fair enough i can i can understand why you wouldn't why you wouldn't want to pay i mean i paid when i went to rome i went in to go see the coliseum just because i mean i'd I'd wanted to see it since i was a kid i'd really yeah yeah but i know I, I understand and it is more impressive to look at it sort of from afar as well um or in rome palatine hill that's that's a great viewpoint that that's absolutely that's got the nicest sort of view of Agreed. rome yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that that's good that's that's yeah rome's good city and as well there is a roman influence in egypt as well because they were they did conquer they did go there as conquerors hmm um, there's there's not many places they didn't go really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would they uh, they they spread their wings. Yeah, inspired the British uh, the British yeah, Empire. Yeah. I think. <laughs> with their, yeah, I think this is where they got their war elephants from as well, which made them pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So a few of the temples down there, the Valley of the Kings. Uh, Valley of the Kings, is there a particular trail you're walking along there or is it a drive uh, through? No, the, 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 the valley. Yeah, you sort of, you just sort of walk up the valley and there's there's literally a tomb in almost every hillstone. It is like they, they'd made it. They'd made it into a pathway when it was originally constructed. So there mm. there are you there are various tombs uh, lining the route, but um, they kind of, they 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 sort of put you in a buggy and take you up the valley to where a lot of the main tombs are. Um, oh, cool! 
Yeah, and they they go underground, sort of underground, which it gets in. Yeah, like I say, Egypt, Egypt. I went in sort of August, July. It gets incredibly hot down there. Like you go into the tombs and you, you, there's sweat dripping off, dripping down your clothes. Well, I mean, you're edging closer and closer to the, to the equator, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's really, really hot down there. But the, the tombs are well worth it if you don't sort of pass out from the heat. Like, the tombs are worth it because the, the walls are still sort of pretty well preserved as well. So there's a lot of ancient hieroglyphs and stuff carved into the rock. If you could go again at a different season, I mean, I think I can guess the answer. Which sort of months would you recommend going in? I, I would probably try maybe just just a bit earlier, maybe June sort of time. Okay, so still still summertime, but yeah, just not still, quite still the sweltering months. Summertime, uh, still summertime, just uh, because that's because I think Egypt would Egypt would be wrong in the winter. I mean, it would be cool, I suppose. Yeah, I just <laughs> great for photography. It. No one would be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, ha- hardly any anybody's there now. This is why it's a good yeah. to go to Egypt. There's hardly anybody there now. You can get some really, really good deals. Yeah, absolutely. So what what next then? Uh, the the this was just the the next few days I spent in Luxor. Um, various like as various temples more than i can name some too many names which i can't even pronounce there's the temple of hashinput i think i'm, I'm pronouncing that right hashinput uh, which is quite which is also quite a famous one as well it's it's kind of tucked away into a mountain i'm i'm try to describe it to you here it's one where it's sort of it's kind of like a rectangular shape but it's got a very long staircase going through the middle I'm not sure. Maybe if anybody who's a big Egypt fan, maybe they'll know what I'm talking about. Well, I've pictured something nice and grand in my head. Yeah, (laughs) the problem with podcast, isn't it? It's the problem with radio. Yeah, I'll show you what I mean. But um, there's pictures on my Instagram, so I can drop that one in there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, What Rajan underscore Palmer? Yeah, that's the one. I'll put it in the description. (laughs) Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. yeah, so most yeah, Luxor is you can spend sort of two three days there, um, wandering around the temples as well. Uh, around the temples there, there's plenty to explore. Luxor Temple, which is an easy one to remember, which is really a really grand temple actually, with with columns sticking really far high up in the air, um, with the inscriptions still kept on them. I, I imagine probably restored, but some are really old and haven't been restored and are still in pretty good condition yeah that's incredible yeah it's, like, yeah, yeah it's kind of humbling to be around something older egypt is is where you want to go perfect perfect so we're, we're all templed out yeah but yeah i, I noticed you've mentioned a few little five-day trips is, is that the end of end of egypt or is there some yeah, somewhere that is else? The end of egypt for me i i flew back to i flew back from luxor to cairo and i, I um and then flew on from there to uh, muscat in oman wow jeez so a fantastic trip all in all then yeah yeah great it's nice and cheap as well it's cheaper than like it was cheaper than the other countries in the middle east i went to uh much cheaper uh, cheaper than israel and um palestine's palestine's not too bad palestine's fairly reasonable jordan is more expensive and oman is a hell of a lot more expensive oh geez yeah (laughs) a hell of a lot more expensive so traveling to traveling to egypt especially in the conditions that that we've talked about in some some detail this Mm -hmm. podcast it provides a lot of sort of of stereotypes and 
expectations of what it would be like what one thing that surprised you when you got there hmm. one thing that surprised me uh you actually yeah you know, one thing that did surprise me is that actually how how friendly locals are in cairo i'd, I'd mm. always heard outside of egypt that people from cairo they're a bit funny they they kind of rub you the wrong way and they like i say they only see you as a tourist or whatever but um in in when i when i went to cairo actually people were were genuinely really nice to, really nice to me as well and i think like this is as i say i think they kind of appreciate what 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 you know the good tourists do do for them and they 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 you know they as i said they want people to come back yeah i had a similar experience with tunisia when i went uh you know you you, you stereotype it as a as yeah know, africa <laughs> north yeah, africa exactly. yeah, as well, like, as well, you know tunisia was part of the arab spring as well so it, yeah it's, it's i think tunisia is probably more stable than egypt at the moment but that's just what i hear I, i've never been yes yeah well I, I went just before the the shooting there but the, the people were just incredibly lovely it's a completely different culture you know a minivan is a taxi yeah um My- and yeah yeah, for me as well, as well the, the people in, in Egypt, uh, they were much, much different from the people in Morocco. When I went to Morocco, my, people there were a bit, were a bit, bit ruder, a bit more, bit more hard and shoppier. But in, in Egypt, they're, they're really nice people. Perfect. So there's, uh, it seems like you kind of had a breeze through, not much went wrong. But if you could yeah. think back to the trip and go again and do it all again, what would you do differently? Uh, I'd visit the city of Alexandria. Uh, I've just always wanted to go there. I'd, right um, on the top. Yeah, yeah, right on the top. Just uh, it was just too far from Cairo for me to go and to go at that point. Um, but it's yeah, Alexandria looks like a really beautiful city. Um, I'm like really interested in Alexander the Great as well. It's the city that he built, named after him. So that's a place I'd like quite like to see. I tell you what, actually, I've said it before, and I'll, I'll probably say it again with the amount of time I want to do this podcast for, uh, which is if your only thing to change and do differently is spend more time, <laughs> then it's uh, yeah. you're not doing too badly, are you? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you aren't doing too badly at all. Uh, I think because uh, I, I mean, overall, I spent about three weeks there, so you know, I had to, I had, I was able to take my time as well. Yeah, which is exactly how you how you want to do it. In, yeah. in the ideal world. yeah i mean everywhere in egypt you know egypt is a hustle and bustle all over the place so it's it's nice to take a step back and watch it all go by was there anything that strikes out to you the most as, as being quite unfamiliar sort of this is something i've never experienced before um sinai sinai just like uh just in and around the drive to dah- dahab is like a safe little haven but you know outside that road into into those mountains is that it's anybody's game out there i'm sure one night from the roof of my hostel i could hear gunfire over the mountains yeah well, uh, it, i won't be surprised yeah yeah, it's anyone's game out there. Uh, the amount of tanks I saw on the street, the amount of soldiers, the amount of checkpoints, which were a real pain in my ass because I was I was the only sort of like dark skinned fella with, traveling with my group of with my group of friends, and I was sitting there in the back of the huddled huddled in the car, and like <laughs> you know, there was a lot of us, and I, I realized how shifty it looked. This guy with a big beard, like huddled at the back of the car, they probably looked like people smugglers. <laughs> I was gonna say human trafficking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then to the wrap up, yeah. then it was the uh, it was the strict it was the strict military presence there, which yeah. which sort of uh, it put me off my it, you know it 
made me take a step back for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. And to wrap it up then with uh, with the last one, I've asked you this at the last two places too. So to complete the hat trick, if yeah. you could relive one moment from the trip, what would that be? The, the, yeah, I know. I have actually been thinking about this question quite a lot because this is this is a tough one. I always think this is a tough one because... <laughs> Good. Because, you know, always something, you know, doing something twice may never be as good as doing it the first time. Yeah, but, that's, that's the catch in the question. Yeah, exactly. It always is. It always is. But I could relive it. I think I, I re- did really enjoy my five days in Dahab, actually. Like that was that was I really, really enjoyed that. Um, it was just nice to be sitting by the beach uh, in nice weather, like a nice sea. You can actually go swimming with locals as well. Like I, I really enjoyed my five days in Dahab as well. And because it was quite nice, as, as I said, that was the last sort of few days I got to spend with with the group I'd been with for over a month and before we all parted ways. So Dahab, Dahab will always have a sort of a special place with me. Perfect. Perfect. Well, listen, Raj, thank you so much for coming on and talking thank about you Egypt with me. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. And um, and uh, perhaps we'll have you on again at some point. I hope so. Anytime, anytime. Perfect. Cheers. Thank you. you. No worries. No worries. Take care. Bye-bye. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I'm hoping to get Raj back on to talk about Oman, actually. So if you did enjoy it, let me know. Um, I've already had some good feedback about his Israel and Palestine and Jordan episodes we've done in, uh, on previous episodes. Take a shot for every time we say episodes there. But otherwise, if you enjoyed it, please do consider hitting the subscribe button. We are now on iTunes, so if you can find it in your heart to give a five-star review of some sort, then please do go ahead. But otherwise, BTM Travel Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and btmtravelpod at gmail.com if you wish to email in come on the show or have any questions but otherwise i will see you in the next one